This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Man, I miss Donald Trump. I miss Donald Trump the way Megan Rapino misses penalty kicks. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up? This is Marquez Saves the Republic. Thank you so much for joining me today, folks. So excited to be here. Listen, tonight at uh, 8 o'clock p.m., I'm hosting a very special Zoom call with my friends at PatriotSwitch.com slash Mark. PatriotSwitch.com slash Mark. If, you, um, if you're interested in joining the Zoom call, the best thing to do is go to MarkK.com, M-A-R-K-K-Y.com. You can sign up. It's going to be like an hour. I'm going to be chit-chatting for a few minutes, and then I'm going to introduce you to the folks at PatriotSwitch.com slash Mark so that you can hear exactly how they've been able to curate products from the United States of America and easily help you replace whatever Chinese-made products, whatever big-box China-loving companies you, you're forced to buy from because it's cheaper or more convenient, whatever. They're going to help you make the Patriot Switch. They're going to help you switch to these products that are made in the United States of America, delivered right to your door, that help the United States economy and, and hurt, really, I mean, choke off everything that's going on in China. This influx of Chinese cash, billions and billions of dollars of money that's flowing from the United States to China every single day. And we're all partly responsible because we all buy these things and support these places. And we don't have to do that anymore. PatriotSwitch.com slash Mark has found a better way, a better way for you to spend your money to help the United States of America and hurt our enemies. And it's, uh, it's I'm going to explain it all in, in length at length tonight. I'd love for you to join me. Go to www.markk.com and sign up for tonight's exclusive Zoom call. Like I said, about an hour or so, maybe a little bit less. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern is when that kicks off. All right, so speaking of kicking off, <laughs> the the United States women's national team, man, what a what a disappointment they are, huh? When you're, when you're a soccer player or a soccer star or a team of soccer women, and you're more excited or you're more passionate about bad-mouthing and disrespecting the country that has given you pretty much everything in your entire lives on a national stage, things like this are going to happen. You know, I, I don't know for a fact that the Swedish national team has a lot of nationalism, but they sure seem to love their country. They sure seem to be there to want to win a soccer game. They sure seem to want to be there to make sure that they were doing their best on the field, that they were giving their best, their all. They were leaving it all out there. They were passionately playing for uh, the World Cup as opposed to the United States women who just seem to go out there and be angry all the time about our flag and about our country and about, you know, women's rights or trans rights or whatever. Right. I don't know. There's always, there's always some, there's always some pent up aggression that these women seem to have. And soccer always seems to be the last thing on their mind. And well, everybody notices, especially when you miss a free kick and then laugh, you know, I don't know if you saw but Megan Rapino with her green hair, is it green or is it purple or is it blue? It's one, some color. Megan Rapino went for the uh, penalty kick, which she missed horribly. I mean, it was awful. It was like, it was like one of the worst uh, early episodes. It was like season one of Ted Lasso when the team just didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, and she hit it wide. It went over the goal. She turned around and she started giggling. And a lot of people were thinking, well, that was a horrible kick, but why is she giggling? Why would you laugh? You just cost your team the World Cup. You just lost in r ridiculous fashion. And it was the earliest exit 
I think, of a, of a United States uh, national team ever in the Women's World Cup or for a very long time. Um, so it was historic in a way. And I guess that made her, I guess that, you know, tickled her funny bone, um, so to speak. Uh, but anyway, that was awkward. And a lot of people are questioning, did she do it on purpose? Did she, did she throw the game? Was this another political statement? Was she trying to like, you know, one last final dig before she retired, uh, you know, to the United States of America by just, by just saying, you know what, screw it. I'm going to throw this for everybody and that'll teach you who knows. We may never know. Uh, but the good news is hopefully we'll never have to see or hear from Megan Rapinoe ever again. She can just go off and teach a camp somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I know that's not going to happen. I know that. Unfortunately, I know that's not. I wish that would happen, but I know it's not going to happen. Um, a lot of people were trolling her on the Internet, and a lot of people were trolling her on, on Twitter, and a lot of people were trolling her on the news. On Truth Social, she was trolled by Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, who she's had some harsh words for. He's also had some harsh words for her. She's definitely not, a, not an America first kind of person. She doesn't want to make America great again at all. She just wants to make Megan Rapinoe great again. So when she missed the kick and she lost the game, and everybody was out there, you know, ranting and raving about it. Donald Trump posted on Truth Social, nice kick, Megan, <laughs> which I thought, <laughs> which made me laugh. Nice kick, Megan, which um, a lot of people, and that was it. That was a no other, no, just nice kick, Megan. Or was it nice shot? I'm sorry. It was nice shot, Megan. I don't want to, I don't want to misquote the president because, you know, he's in a lot of league. He's had a lot of lawyers. And the last thing I need is some lawyer saying, you'd said, Donald Trump said, nice kick, but he said, nice shot. I'm pretty sure it was nice shot. I'll double check that quickly here. And I've been all over Donald Trump's true social. And by the way, that guy truths a lot. You want to talk about, so I know that I thought that I truthed a lot or tweeted a lot, but he truths a lot. And um, one of the things he posted was, it was nice shot, Megan, specifically. And, uh, and you know, it's got to be great when you get trolled by a former president of the United States and potentially future president of the United States. It really must be, it really must be kind of interesting. Uh, Donald Trump had a big day or a big weekend actually on True Social because of something going on with the judge. Now, I, I believe it was on Friday, Donald Trump went on Truth Social. And again, this is a great way to make your, make your personal a social media network really, I will say this, really uh, relevant again. When you have when you have Twitter and X making all the headlines, when you have Zuckerberg and his threads, when you have Donald Trump who only really uh, responds or replies or does anything on Truth Social these days, a network that he owns and runs, it's really fascinating. And one of the things he wrote on, let's say Friday, um, after, his, after his arraignment, after he got back after the arraignment, he went on Truth Social and he said, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. And he wrote it in all caps because that's what he does. If you go after me, I'm coming after you. Now, his lawyers and his aides and everyone else came out and said, no, no, he, he was talking about rhino Republicans. He was talking about uh, special interest groups. He was talking about media moguls. He was talking about big time backers of political adversaries. He was talking about the Koch brothers and the Murdochs and all these other people who are going after him in the media landscape and on the political landscape. He was not referring to Jack Smith, the prosecutor, the judges, the Democrats, Joe Biden, anyone else. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but after he wrote, if you go after me, I'm coming after you, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, got really scared, like really scared, like like petrified with fear, scared, like I'm a little baby and this guy said something mean and now I'm scared for my life, kind of scared. And would, as a result, he went to this judge who is a, a an Obama appointee and an Obama acolyte. 
It's not, it's not, it's not enough to call her an Obama, uh, an Obama appointee. You've got to call her an Obama acolyte because that's what she is. She has, um, donated multiple times to the Barack Obama campaign. She has been, she was appointed by Barack Obama and she is an anti-conservative, anti-Republican type of jurist. Whenever she, whenever she prosecutes a January 6th, um, you know, defendant or any kind of Republican, she does it with the kind of anger and angst that an Obama acolyte would, would do. She is the kind of person that Barack Obama placed in power to do his bidding long after he is gone and to not judge or rule in a way that is just and right, but in a way that is uh, that is um, adversarial toward Republicans and continues to push forward this weaponization of government that has been going on pre it predates Joe Biden. Again, a lot of these people were put in place by Barack Obama, even Merrick Garland. You know, Merrick Garland was supposed to be on the Supreme Court. Barack Obama appointed him to be on the Supreme Court. Uh, luckily, Mitch McConnell, in one of the few good things he's done in the past decade, um, Mitch McConnell blocked it. Donald Trump came into office and we got we got Neil Gorsuch. We got we got, uh, you know, Kavanaugh. We got uh, we got Amy Coney Barrett. We got three really great conservative constitutionalists who sometimes are, you know, have questionable decisions, but for the most part, really live up to the obligations of a Supreme Court justice. Um, and Merrick Garland now uh, is the attorney general. But we see with Merrick Garland's actions as attorney general, just how much of a catastrophe he would have been as a Supreme Court justice. And um, and that's why it's a good thing that that was actually blocked. But so now we see that we see that, you know, Donald Trump's out there. He says, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Jack Smith files with the judge this protective order and the judge. And I want to say this was on Saturday it was sometime over the week, maybe Friday night. The judge gives Donald Trump's campaign or I'm sorry, Donald Trump's lawyers till Monday at five to file a, a an order of, um, you know, to file a, a, an answer, basically, or a rebuttal. And the lawyers are like, "You OK, you're giving us two days, like 48 hours. So they asked for an extension. They said, look, we, we will file the rebuttal. We will file the answer. But we need a couple more days. This just came down on Saturday. And the judge said, no. The judge said, denied. You have to do this by Monday at five. So the the bias that Donald Trump has been has been going off on, the bias that Donald Trump has been saying exists in this particular case, the, Donald Trump has been saying he's not going to be able to get a fair trial, that this judge should recuse herself, that this is the entire Biden administration coming down in Washington, D.C. to do him in. And by denying by denying this, you know, extension, the judge is basically proving everything Donald Trump has said is correct. Donald Trump is saying, look, I can't get a fair trial. This woman is in for me. She's in the bed. Uh, she's in um, she's in bed with Joe Biden and the Democrats. There's no way that ever that, that, that this is. In fact, he said on Truth Social 23 hours ago, no way I can get a fair trial or even close to a fair trial in Washington, D.C. There are many reasons for this, but just one is that I am calling for a federal takeover of this filthy and crime ridden embarrassment to our nation where murders have just shattered the all time record. Other violent crimes have never been worse, and tourists have fled. The federal takeover is very unpopular with potential area jurors, but necessary for safety, greatness, and for all the world to see. And then he goes on to talk about the judge. There is no way I can get a fair trial with the judge assigned to the ridiculousness, freedom, uh, the ridiculous freedom of speech, fair elections case. Everybody knows this, and so does she. We will be immediately asking for recusal of this judge on very powerful grounds. 
and likewise for venue change out of D.C. So she's basically playing into exactly the narrative that Donald Trump is putting forward. And that is he can't get a fair trial. This judge won't give him a fair trial. And even asking for a couple more days to answer this, um, even more asking for a couple more days to answer this whole, you know, uh, protective order is is being denied. She's saying, no, you can't have it. He's absolutely right. And she is she's proving the point um, to a T, which is good news. Should this ever go to the Supreme Court? Because the Supreme Court can say this was clearly not a fair trial. This judge was biased. The the defense made really, I mean, realistic uh, requests. It's, it's not unrealistic. And in fact, it's more uncommon to deny the two to three day extension than it would be to grant the two to three day extension. They're not asking for a lot of time. They're saying this came down on a weekend. We have to we have to review it. We have to look at it. We have to write a revision. We have to, you know, get with our, our experts. And she's like, no, because it's a it's a power play. She's a power hungry judge. And she's trying to make a case um, against Donald Trump before this this court hearing even starts. He also went off about uh, Jack Smith. He said deranged Jack Smith and our highly partisan and very corrupt Department of Injustice could have brought this Biden opponent case years ago, but chose to wait and bring it right in the middle of my election campaign. No way. I hope you are watching America. Our country is being destroyed. Make America great again. All of these things also true, and all of these things coming true, um, either because Donald Trump is breathing them into existence or because they're just not paying attention over there on the side of the prosecutor. Uh, but there's But there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff that opened up this weekend, which is really painting this case, especially the one in Washington, D.C. Look, the New York case is ridiculous, and not a lot of people think that one's even going to move forward because any judge, even a biased judge, would have difficulty looking at that case as anything other than, uh, you know, prosecutorial overreach by a D.A. who's trying to make a name for himself. Um, the Jack Smith case in Florida, again, you're going to be battling back and forth about what a classified document is, what a classified document is, and how a president can declassify a document, how a president can't. The charges are, uh, again, an overreach because he's he's drumming up the Espionage Act of 1917. And then on top of all that, on top of all that, this federal case in Washington, D.C. is basically a case about lying. And Donald Trump's lawyers, Donald Trump's lawyer had some great stuff to say about it. He was on with Chuck Todd. And I want to play you just... I'll play you a little bit. This back and forth to me is amazing. I really like this guy, John Laro. I don't know where he came from. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of him, but I think he's a, he seems to be a solid lawyer. And the funny thing about this is Chuck Todd, it, 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 it always, I, this is why I always tell people I'm not a lawyer and I don't pretend to be one. And I, I was waitlisted from one of the greatest law schools in the country, but I am not a lawyer. And Chuck Todd should probably, someone should pull him aside and say the same thing because the guy just makes himself look like an idiot. Over and over again. And I'm going to play you all those clips and break it all down during the Marque Show today uh, at noon Eastern, 11 Central. So be sure to join me on any of our Patriot Radio Network radio stations or wherever you happen to be live streaming our show, whether it's Twitch or Twitter or, or Getter or Facebook or any of those places. Uh, we're everywhere, noon Eastern, 11 Central. Uh, listen, thank you so much for joining us today, folks. We're going to get through. This is Donald Trump is a fighter. He's not backing down. Donald Trump is a fighter. He's going to keep fighting to the end. And he's going to and he's going to, unlike the women's national team, I believe, win this uh, win this whole thing in the end with our support, with our help, with our with our passion, with us fighting in, on his side, because we need him. We need each other. We need the Republicans. We need everybody in 2024 to come together and do whatever needs to be done so that we can all finally save the republic.